There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And Julia's show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, you know, there are tickets still available for Project Down and Dirty on Friday when we're all done and we're all cleaned up and looking spiffy. You can join us for the reunion show. We paid a little bit more. You can join us for the uh, the cocktail hour where we're going to be auctioning off our pieces of, quote, art, unquote. And uh, we want to raise a bunch of money for the four different uh, charities involved and we hope that you can join us. $50 or $100. All the information is on the website. Use the keyword masterpiece at mytalk1071.com. Donnie, I defy what? you to stop using quote-unquote art. Oh. Have some faith. Really? Yes. All right. Drop the quotes. Drop the quotes. It's going to be art. Because we're working with MCAD. We've <laughs> yes. got people who are artists. Professionals, yes. That's, that's right. True. No one ever fails us. Everyone has always made us look good. That's, that's very You know true. what? So that's that's what's going to happen, I think. All right. I Just when I thought I had all the Felicity Huffman fatigue I could handle, when GMA this morning announced they had a photo of her in a green jumpsuit, I was like, all right, I'll watch that. Lori, <laughs> I'll see it. <laughs> Poor yeah, Felicity. Yeah. She can't wait for all of this to be over. She is such the poster child for but, bad behavior. But that's because she was the first one that went down, the first one uh, to not take Lori Laughlin's phone calls. Well, the thing about it is they show, you know, we know all the details, but at this security slash minimum security prison we see her walking outside the facility past the police cars to go meet her daughter and her husband so i thought really there's no it's really different well i mean here's the thing she's She's already got a she'll have a pr yeah crisis company she'll do an interview where she will cry and humble herself and just say how humiliating it was right. and people will like her and she'll be able to get back to acting maybe she'll write a book maybe she won't right but she's got people that are going to help her of make course. the transition yeah. From Academy Award nominated, Emmy Award winning actress to uh, inmate, felon inmate to back again Ab- well apps and she yeah. Not like other women who are getting out of prison. She's got everything waiting for her. No big deal. She just, um, 
You know, she and it was go, a PR stunt having the daughter arrive with the husband too. Of course, it was. Yeah, yeah. And you know, showing that everything's fine between her daughter and herself and her husband. I mean, if I were SNL, I'd get Felicity Huffman on Chop Chop Wiki Wiki because there's a lot, of, a lot of prison sketches that could be going on that are timely right now. <laughs> she looks lovely in that. You know, <laughs> it was a green that, shade. But that would be one security. way of like doing it is like uh, get on SNL and because she's a terrific actress and she, she was yeah. just really. Really, a um, helicopter mom, angsty mom, over, and just, yeah. over the top. And uh, I was always worried you'd do something like this, Julia. But thank goodness, <laughs> your moral fiber is stronger than Felicity Huffman. You know, but I, I've talked to people who have gone through this—the whole ACT period in your kids' lives—because it means so much. For people like me, the higher ACT score my kid got, the more money they would get in scholarship. Right. Mm-hmm. So each point's like a thousand bucks, depending yeah. on what school you're yeah, at. Yeah, so yeah. it matters, and it mattered to get the scores. What up. pressure for the kids! But my and for, for everybody, for everybody, it's so yeah. much pressure, and it just got to be the do, most pressure on the person taking the test. Well, of course it is. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a lot of us do, you know, we hire, you know, people to, you know, coach them and give them. Yeah, well, you're lucky you could afford that. Well, right. Yeah. Or, or, you know, and the schools offer some coursework on how the test right. works. It's a very scary time and it's a lot of pressure. But, but all these richy, rich parents, they have absolutely no excuse whatsoever. They just did it because they could and then they got mm. caught. And now well, more of them are probably flipping and saying, we want to plead guilty after seeing everything. Well, that that's what's happened now. So and, four other um, parents who had pleaded not guilty have come forward in the past few days to 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 say we want to plead guilty because the federal prosecutors are expected to file additional charges against some defendants who pleaded um, not guilty in the case a law enforcement has told cnn the additional charges which are said to include bribery could be filed as early as tomorrow so suddenly now you've got another charge bribery so people and it really, like you said, the Lori Laughlin thing, I mean, I don't think this is going to bode well. No, I don't think so either. Mm-mm. I really I don't. she miscalculated. Well, they miscalculated as a couple. Yes, they And did. I think That's he right. feels very arrogant to me, that Masano or Miss Mano. Massimo. <laughs> you know. Massimo, I've got a bunch of his t-shirts in my closet. No. Remember when the Massimo yes. line was sold at oh, Target yes. forever and ever and ever? I don't think it's I don't think he has that deal anymore, but he made tons of money back in the right. day. And they both have um the same lawyer, Lori Laughlin and her husband. Know, which, which they is, always say you're not supposed to do. And they told them, the judge told them this is not recommended. This will go he told them and they still went together. Oh, well, all right. Well, there you go, Julia. But uh, now I can go back to my Felicity uh, Huffman fatigue. Well, we're done. And wish her well. And I think that she'll be just fine. But I do know that she would like everybody to stop playing the two clips from Desperate Housewives. Where one she talks about with Tom about bribing somebody. And another one where she's talking to her kid about getting someone to take their test. Yeah, I know. It's like, that just never gets old. And then the Lori Laughlin talking to Jesse when they're in Full House. Oh, why don't we just... How did you, how will they know if we just cheat a little bit? I do you know somebody had to go through like I mean, do you go through hours or can you Google it to get the exact clip? You can probably Google I it. I don't know.
You probably can, Lori. Yeah, probably. Oh, jeez, I can't believe it. All no. right, listen, we... You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, that is all it is. Let's get to some random facts. Here is... um. A good one. And I feel like you and I do this all the time. Our brains constantly predict what other people are about to say before they say it. Ditto. Ditto, ditto. <laughs> Listen, this past Saturday when good old J-Law got Jennifer Lawrence got married is the most popular day of the year for weddings. October 19th. Busiest day of the year. This year, 33,000. The third Saturday in June. In October. Duck, in October, the duck hunting weekend, too. No, duck hunting opener but already I mean, happened. Lori. But it's happening. It's during duck hunting because I remember the when, season is happening. Yes, but I just got a lot of crap happened. for my one wedding I had on the third. Oh, you Saturday. Had it. Okay, got it. And all the hunters were just like, ah, oh, my. Oh. It is during hunting season. Yeah, I'm going so it's on a, a popular fall weekend. It is very popular. So Jennifer Lawrence, we predicted, got married in Newport, Rhode Island, at one of the mansions. Right. And Newport, Rhode Island, was the place all of the rich New Yorkers would build their summer mansions right on the ocean. And, and if you have never been there before, it's lovely. Lori and I, we, we used to have, when we were at Carlson Travel, we had travel agencies there, and we go there a lot, and we'd take this mansion walk yeah. around the and back. tours that you could see, like the Vanderbilt yes, mansion. Yes, mansion like and everything. So where they got married was called the Bell Court uh-huh. of Newport. That's the name of the mansion, and the mansion was originally built in... Um, it was finished in 1984, but it started in 1981. Oliver Belmont hired the distinguished architect Richard Morris Hunt to decide his dream home. That would be a summer cab cottage for him and his horses. It only had one bedroom. And it was built all around having an open court area for his horses to run and be so happy. This architect, Richard Morris Hunt, was the very first American to study at the renowned... Ecole the artist, okay? But it's a famous, famous architect school in Paris, Isn't okay? Is or or how do you Ecole. say that word? It would be Ecole, that is French for school. It is. Yeah, okay. De Beau Arts in Paris. Okay. De the Beau. School of the Arts. Okay, yeah. Um, and he also designed the pedestal for the Statue of Liberty, The facade on the front of the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Mm -hmm. Many buildings across the country, including in others in Newport, the Marble House and the Breakers and the Biltmore Mansion in North Carolina. But back to this place. So what happened is he moved into this cottage, this fancy businessman um, in the summer. And while he was there one summer, businessman, very wealthy, Oliver, met his next door neighbor. And that was a Vanderbilt. He end up he ended up marrying the Vanderbilt daughter, and so he redesigned it, and they built in all these bedrooms and uh, changed it all up. Okay, I'm still talking. I'm still listening. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to add a couple more OKs in there? I'm looking for the damn understand. name of the, Ava, Ava Vanderbilt, and so then they transferred this space to have grand soirees and all these fabulous parties there throughout the years it's changed ownership blah 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 and in 2013 there were bad energies in it and they had um people come in a shaman performed the ceremony to get rid of the bad negative energy called the ghost yes 
And so now it has a different vibration. Okay. Um, so a little bit more about this place, what they're doing to restore it. Um, the chandeliers, every single one had to be dismantled, documented, and photographed. The largest one had an estimated 20,000 pieces. Who owns this place now? Um, the like latest a- owner is a woman <clears throat> named Caroline Raphaelen, okay. um, who was inspired by the Vanderbilt's determination to make it be a great elite party venue. And so she, nobody lives there. No one lives there. Okay. No, it's just she's for renting. Right. It's just starting to be. They've been working on the renovation for years, but wow. now it was in place. So the chandelier, one chandelier weighed four hundred and sixty pounds and was held up by a single nail. Um, <laughs> other things that they've done about it, they've got geothermal heating and cooling system in the ground to figure out how to heat it because it's so big. These mansions were so big. So they, they redid all that, blah, 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 blah. But you can go visit them. They're fun. Just wanted people to know about Mansion Yeah. Park. Was it the breakers that we saw in Newport Beach? Is that what we had a yes. tour of? Yeah. We, that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was, and then the Black Dog Inn or what's yes, the Yes, the Black famous? Dog Inn. And they have the famous jazz festival in Newport, Rhode Island, which is right next to Boston. It's it's like an hour and a half outside. Yeah. Okay, so if you are pregnant, first of all, the federal health officials say get your flu shot, get your flu shot, get your flu shot. But this year if you're pregnant, get your flu shot. Big time um health officials say please do it. Please please do it. So I'm just that's our shout out to pregnant ladies. Um, I thought you were telling everybody to get the flu shot. Well, especially if you're pregnant. All right. Um, Hard to keep track of your mixed messaging today, but all right. Oh, thank you for trying. I'm impressed. I'm here for you. Donald, thank you. Yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. What do you got next? Well, it's the day of babbling. It's annual babbling day, so I'm fulfilling. You've been doing a good job of that. Completely starting with, um, we talked about the crown season four instead of three, and Margaret Thatcher, blah, blah, blah. The Neiman Marcus catalog, Christmas catalog, came out like the end of last week. Donnie has posted it. Here are some that's of the- because Christmas Day is 65 days away, oh, and to- that's when the Neiman Marcus people put it out, 65 days from Christmas. I learned that from a random thought from you a couple years ago. I'm very impressed with your memory. Yeah. Ooh. You can get... Because um, you're like, you know, they put this out exactly 65 days before Christmas green. Day. I'm kind of impressed with that. Yeah. Things you can buy are a limited edition Omega watch costing $700,000. I'm going to pass. Uh-huh. What else can we buy? A chance to star in a makeup Instagram video by makeup artist named Mario Devonadek. He's Kim Kardashian's makeup guy. That's 400000 Jeez. A luxurious doghouse for 70000 <laughs> Good. My God. I might want to live in that. These people really <laughs> have got money is- to burn. And I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You can help. Um, let's see. You can help to figure out how to design the dog house. And you randomly get to video chat with Denise Richards. From Wild Things? How random is that all over the board? That's very random. I know. 
A Moe and Chandon vending machine. So a champagne vending machine that's worth $35,000. It comes stock with 360 mini champagne bottles. Oh, yeah. The cheapest thing that I thought would be kind of fun, if you want to give someone the gift of champagne, there's a gold, um, large gold champagne pouch that looks like a clutch purse that's flat, but it has the um, embossed exterior. So you put a bottle of champagne and there would fit perfectly if you wanted to give that to someone as a gift. How much? Um, just $34. Oh, wow. Um, a Versace punching bag if you want to box at home. Oh. What a waste of money mm-hmm. and Versace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we have other facts on that. But um, other random randomness today. Our, um, taste Your taste in music is something that develops through experience. You're not born with it. And you would know your family was way into country and Elvis. Yeah. And mine was into, you know, Mary but- Poppins. Broadway show tunes. Broadway show tunes. My dad was into um, who's that short fat guy? Mario. No. Lorenzo or whatever. Rain and dies on Mondays. Always. Mario Williams. Paul Williams. I'm thinking of the opera guy. Mario Alonso. Yeah, Yeah, thank you, Daddy. Paul Williams. Oh yeah. Interesting choice. Funny how it seems. No, all of those old. <laughs> Why do you always have to sing? No, through that's your nose? how Paul Williams sings. Have you ever heard? Rain yeah, and he's not a good singer. Paul Williams, the little songwriter. Yes. Paul yeah. Williams of the Will. No, Paul, no, Paul Williams. Williams, the little songwriter, <laughs> sings out of the side of his mouth, not like Liza. Yeah, <laughs> and not to be confused with Yeah. Because he was just, <laughs> Paul Williams has that, he's that he's semi-regular character um, on that one TV show where he helps that guy. The kind of... Yes, he does. On the, um, I'm just looking him up. He's in the camper. Yes. And, you know... Yes, on I'm getting it, I'm getting it, I'm getting it, it's coming right up. What the hell is it? I um, In the meantime... He was one of our right, judges. Listen. And wrapped around Thank the you. music yeah. is the sound of someone promising they'll never Yes, it is old nasal. Yeah, and he wrote he that is. too. Yeah. Yes, he Three did. Dog night hit. He's what is he in, Lori? Goliath. Yes, oh, he's he really? in Goliath. He's in he was Goliath. in for one season. And now he showed up again in season three. Right. Is he paralyzed? No, no. no. He's just No, but back in the day when he was a oh, judge yeah. for the Miss Hawaiian Tropic pageant contest, he was one of our wilder. He and now remember, people, is nineteen eighty five. He and Glenn Campbell are two of the wildest people um that people but that of, were putting this on, oh, which I yeah. was part of the company, might have been doing crazy things with. And he, Lori, he And he got sober. Yes, he did. And he, he's been in a ton of things. Ton, yeah, he's character actor, and he's he has made a show, all the of, Paul Williams show. Yeah, he but he's made all of his money because he's written so many songs, songs for people. Yeah, Goliath. Okay, okay, there you go. Well, there we there, go. There you go. All right, what really happened to Natalie Wood? I'm afraid Hollywood's biggest unsolved mystery is going to stay unsolved. But oh, really? Oh, but it's but got me all torn the- up. We've only just begun. We fly so many roads to choose. Paul Williams, great songwriter. Did he write this too, Paul he did. Williams? Rainy days and oh. Actually, trivia. Yeah. It started life as a jingle for a Los Angeles bank. 
You're we've kidding. only just yes. begun. We've only just begun. It's the 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 bride and the groom walking up to oh. the altar, and they tied it in with "We've only just begun to build our Yay. life." Bank oh, with awesome. us. That's and then good. It became a hit song on its own. That's it very good. The two of us. Really oh my song. gosh. So on a cold November day 38 years ago, four adults went for a cruise off the coast of LA oh, to God. Catalina Island on a on a yacht called the Splendor, and three of those adults would come back and one of them wouldn't, and the one who didn't come back was the most famous. Adult, the big one of the biggest movie stars in the world, Natalie Wood, who was 43 at the time, beloved child actress, and Ingenue, a woman who'd been nominated for not one, not two, but three Academy Awards by the time she's 25. And then she has this tragic end, and all anybody thinks about is Natalie Wood's death. And if you go to Google... No, that's all you think about. No, that's all. Anybody. There are 38 million Google searches for Natalie Wood's death. And one of the things that they had at the end of this HLN Dead Wives Club, Lorraine Bracco... So you watched this was the new show this week. Yeah. But one of the things that was really poignant at the end of this 90-minute episode is that Natalie Wood's talent and legacy is denied... Because of the circumstances under which she was murdered. You don't, people don't, she never got her any kind of her due. I mean, think about it. Well, let's the first listen to Lorraine Bracco. Let's oh, start with right. Lorraine okay. Bracco uh, because she is diving deep into all kinds of tragic, scandalous, and complicated murders of different women as the host of HLN's The Dead Wives Club, which is headline... Headline... CNN headline news. news. Thank you, Donnie. All right, here we go. It was hard for anyone to imagine why exactly Natalie Wood would have decided to take a rubber dinghy out for a ride at midnight without telling anyone. Or had she fallen overboard, nothing made sense. Why do you think so many people are still intrigued with Natalie Wood and what happened? She was a stunning woman, a fantastic actress, and I feel that we've not really had closure. This case happened today, 38 years later. Do you think it would have been handled differently? What do you think the outcome would have been? Absolutely handled very differently. I think the media coverage and social media would have been all over it. I know Natalie was an inspiration for you. She's a Brooklyn girl, and the fact that you're now covering this, that's ironic. Well, I loved that she played a lot of coming-to-age stories, and I like that she played the ugly duckling and Gypsy, and then became Gypsy Rosalie, and she became a star. Lorraine says she now hopes her new true crime series, The Dead Wives Club, will send a powerful message. If we show the truth, it'll wake up women Uh, to know that it's not love if you're being abused, and also for men to know that they're not going to get away with it. But of course, Robert Wagner got away. (laughs) Here we go. Got away with something (laughs) incredible, and Lorraine Bracco is just, she just sort of serves as the narrator. We've got a little clip. I love her rasp. I know, isn't it good? Here's a little clip um, from last night's 90 minute uh, series about Natalie Wood. What made this all the more confusing was that the biggest name actress in Hollywood had fallen off the back of the boat, but seemingly within two weeks, 
This story was done. But think about it today. If Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston fell off the back of the boat, it would be front page, worldwide headlines every single moment. After Natalie was buried, everyone accepted her death as an accident and they moved on. Even Robert Wagner seemed to move on rather quickly. Within two weeks, Ridiculous. Robert Wagner had returned to the set of Heart to Heart. In fact, ten short weeks after her death, he was seen courting Jill St. John, who was to become his next wife. But there was one person who couldn't move on, and someone who was haunted by the events of that night. She was deathly afraid of water. This is the captain. She wouldn't go near the water. Absolutely not in a million years, especially at night and especially in foul weather. Okay, so one of the things that we learn, again, and when you see the whole thing in its summary, and the fact he said it right there, um, it would be like Angelina Jolie or just, you know, Jennifer Aniston, big, huge star, and in two weeks, and this is just 1981, you know, that she dies. It's like... It's done, gone, and in 2011, when um, the L.A. police reopened the investigation at the behest of this Dennis Davern, who was the captain that night. He was one of the four people. It was Robert Wagner, Natalie Wood, Christopher Walken, and this uh, Davern. Okay. Uh, They reopened it, and one of the first things that they did, because one of the things that's so different between now and 1981, in 1981... Celebrities, famous people in Hollywood, the fixers were fixing stuff even faster. And no one thought ever, if you had a private life, you had a private life. So this was literally closed up shop in two weeks. So when they reopened the investigation and they looked at the autopsy results of Natalie Wood, one of the reasons, and it is still an active investigation, is her body was completely, she had bruises on the back of her shoulders, on her arms, on her legs. Because you don't get injured if you fall off a step and into the water. How long was she in the water? No, that is not the question, Julia. Well, that Who is my question. Who pushed her in the water okay, but my is question, the question is... How here's l- the bigger question. Well, just answer the damn question. No, but here's the bigger question. What is the first thing you would do if you were on a boat and someone you loved was missing? Tell me what the first thing is that you would do. I'd call someone. That's right, Julia. And guess what didn't happen on the Splendor? For three long hours okay. after they knew she How do was you know missing, they, they knew? Because Christopher Walken said he was sleeping. Okay. Robert Wagner was never formally, never formally interviewed to this day still never formally interviewed okay. and davern by his own admissions and what they have they were not called until three thirty in the morning even though davern said we couldn't hadn't seen her since like 11 o'clock that night and um there was a woman who testified uh she heard a woman yelling for help at about eleven o five, but they sat up and drank for three hours and they'd never called. And then when they didn't even call the coast guard, they called the local authorities on Catalina Island. And it was only at the assistance 
insistence of one of those uh, local rescuers that at 5.30 they called the Coast Guard and then her body was found at 8 a.m. a mile away in her flannel coat, in a puffy coat, no underwear on, and she and Robert Wagner had been seen by Dennis Davern fighting on the back deck of the boat. I mean, he accidentally killed her and pushed her in, and he knew that she couldn't be saved because she would, you know, she he'd been hitting her. They got in this huge fight. He thought that she was sleeping with Christopher Walken, and Christopher Walken is given one interview. But that's the biggest thing that you can't answer the question on is that not calling mm. anybody, and then by his own loose story that he gives oh, the last time he saw Natalie was about midnight but yet they were looking for her and then nobody called mm. and they yeah. all knew Christopher Walken even knew Dennis Davern the ship captain knew and Robert Wagner and everyone that knew her knew she had a lifelong fear of dark water she probably had a premonition that's how she was going to die she wasn't a good swimmer nobody goes at, at 11 o'clock at night, you're even if you're mad at your husband, would you get in the little jet, the dinghy that's got the outdoor motor and then just yeah. go tooling across? This is what he said in his memoir, yeah. Robert Wagner, when he Yeah, wrote, well, he's lying. Well, <laughs> yeah. Can I just okay. tell you what he said? Yeah. Please do. Oh, I just in can't his 2008 it. memoir, Robert Wagner wrote that he and Walken had an argument the night Natalie disappeared and that Walken went to bed first. It was a while later after he'd calmed down that he noticed that Wood and the yacht's dinghy were both missing. Yeah, he said nothing and he was never formally interviewed. And even the coroner at the original in 1981, he did mention about all the bruising she had on her arms and legs. And he said, uh, but it was probably sustained at the time of uh, drowning. When they reopened the investigation, the coroner was like, uh, no. And they changed her, um, her, they changed the death to accidental drowning but the story that came out when she died is that she was so wasted she just fell in and drowned and robert wagner did not do anything to dispel that her legacy julia has been stained by robert wagner who i mean come on he knew what he did he's just lying to himself he's an actor and he's lying to himself and then he goes on, you know, he's raising the kids. I mean, these the kids are like, I mean, her kids, yeah, her, her kids. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, she's blamed for her own death and her legacy yes. as an actress is not really, she never got her, her due because it's like, she's been stained because the story I, was like, she was so wasted. They released her blood alcohol level instead of like going okay why didn't you dudes call anybody why didn't anybody call anybody somebody's missing from a yacht that's mm-hmm. the number one thing boating 101 if you're not gonna jump <laughs> oh, in yourself my god you yeah. call you call that's what you do julia you you call you know that you can't. But he's saying he didn't know she was missing That's until right. three but, hours but later. But Dennis Davern testified that they were in a knockdown, dragout fight. Things were being I, thrown. Right. I understand that they were on the back of the ship and that they were tussling. 
How do you know he didn't shove her well, we and don't. she hit her head? Well, we don't know that. And then she fell overboard and he just stood there watching her. How do you her. know that he didn't leave that area, go and cool off in a different area, and when he came back, because she's Den- gone? Because Dennis Davern has said that's the last time he saw the two of them and that Robert Wagner came up and he said she's missing and then later he told people it was midnight and he dissuaded Dennis Davern what from are we his 11 a.m. time Do you think period. they're going to, do you think as a result of the dead to me or the dead women's All journal, I know or whatever Louise is he's the last one with Natalie Wood. He's in a fight with her. There's drinking and somehow she ends up in the water mm-hmm. dead and drowned. And we just have him say, no, it wasn't me. And then 10 weeks later, he's picking it up with somebody else. Julia and the people that the other witnesses that said that they heard somebody. Yeah, we heard that. Yeah. I mean, and none yeah. of it makes any sense. Never formally interviewed. They rechanged the autopsy. They look at the autopsy differently. Do you, what? They can't explain the bruises. No one can ever account for the fact that Robert Wagner never calls the Coast Guard. Even on the first call, which is done at 3.30 in the morning, they call a Catalina. I mean, you call the Coast Guard. They're the ones. And Dennis Davern said they had a ship searchlight that he wanted to turn on to look for in case she was there. And Robert Wagner was, no, no, it's too late. Let's drink. And they opened a bottle of scotch. Okay. Okay, thank you for reporting. Julia, I, I love just... your outrage. I love your passion. I love the outrage. I love that I don't know what to say. And she I had don't that know horrible how to make a stage mother. Her Russian stage mother yeah, was yeah. just yeah. awful. I mean, the life of Natalie Wood is like a nesting wooden. It's just like a Russian nesting doll. Unbelievable. And all I know is that everyone that knew those guys said that there was so much drunkenness rage and accused infidelity being said out loud in the restaurant for my my long time before this yes because it said that rj was very very jealous jealous. he's even on record is that he wanted to kill warren Beatty when this is over christopher walken but when they got divorced the first time yeah because remember robert wagner and natalie would have been married twice she took up with warren Beatty from splendor in the Grass, and there's an interview with Robert Wagner that he would wait outside of Warren Beatty's house. He wanted to shoot him. Okay, those are his in his own words. I should have played that for you too. Him, not her. Robert Wagner, but he wanted to. You gotta watch this. Yeah, Yeah, he wanted to shoot Warren Beatty because he was with his ex-wife. Okay. Now, people who are just joining us know we've spent um, many hours on this cold case over the years, and That's you've right. had validation because the it's case Holl- was reopened in 2011. We got to go, Julia, but it yeah. is yeah. Hollywood's most notorious unsolved mystery. We'll be right back. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood's speaking! What is the meaning of this? Uh, what is the meaning of this, Julia? Twitter is having a lot of fun with Dennis Quaid's... Uh, new marriage? New engagement? Yeah, because his first wife was three years older than he was. His yeah. second wife, Meg Ryan, was 10 years younger. His third wife was 20 years younger. His fourth wife will be 
40 years younger, so that means his fifth wife is not even born yet. Yeah. There you go. I like the math. That's yeah, Hollywood good. speak on so that. So he's 65 and she's 20, 26. 26. Where did these two meet? So they're showing the pictures of Anna Nicole and the old uh, oil oh, yeah. guy, oh, Marshall, yeah. because they were that number of years apart. Yeah. If she would care to look at Dennis Quaid, why can't I he just date or live with people? Why does he and have to marry him? And he's Goliath, too. I know it. I haven't watched the new season. Have you started I it? I just watched, like, two episodes of it. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I just love that character. I love, I love that Billy character. Bob there. Okay, Lindsay Lohan. She's 26. She's 26, and he's cool. 65. He's a young-looking 65. No, no, no. He's 65. <laughs> he's younger than What is she thinking? <laughs> I don't know. Is he going to have kids again, too? Yeah. Old sperm. Old sperm. I would <laughs> recommend a lady. But maybe, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He does play a guitar, and he's 65. You don't realize how fast 10 years will go by, and all of a sudden you're going to be with your 75-year-old, and you're going to be hot and horny at 36. Oh, and then wait till you're 40. And he's 85. 80. Yeah, oh. 80. Okay, well, whatever. That's good luck. We wish them well. We wish them well. Lindsay Lohan returned to New York City. She stepped out at the Playboy Club on Saturday night to host her Lohan pop-up nightclub called Elevate. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to choke well, I everybody. Love, I like the wording <laughs> because they're saying her pop-up nightclub, like this is something that's popular around the world. You're right. I love it. I Elevate. love the wording. It means she's got a new partner because it used to be called, when I watched that reality Lindsay's show, Lowen's Lowen something or other. Lowen's Beach Club or something. Yeah. Anyway, no more Lowen. What's a pop-up nightclub? It just means it's for one night only. She's going to have a nightclub. Somebody paid somebody, including Lindsay, to appear at this. That's (laughs) what it is. Yeah, it means it's it's not all bricks and mortar. You can take it anywhere. Um, So it's a moving club. A moving club. So I only am bringing this up because it is so much fun, but a prominent politician had a lurker Twitter account where they could devote time to defending themselves. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I know who you're talking about. I'm talking about. about Mitt Romney and his 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 He's Twitter me. name was Pierre Delecto. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I love it. <laughs> what a Delecto. fun name. Absolutely hysterical. And uh, oh, uh, I think it's my from- name is Pierre, Pierre Delecto. <laughs> And this is a reporter from the Atlantic who cracked this. Oh and what Pierre How Delecto did. I'd be did, a little embarrassed if I was. Uh, well, but it's a way I would love it. Like if people had, uh, well, you know, I, Jennifer Anderson admitted she had a lurker Insta account. It's a way for people to lurk around and either see what people are doing or make posts. It's a way to fight back to the bots. In, for some people's mind. And what Pierre Delecto did, what did was defend do? Mitt Romney. Well, yes, it was on Twitter. He called help. called it a lurker account. I can't help think of in flagrante Delecto. Delecto, yes. I know. That's yes. why it's funny as hell. Yes. Pierre Delecto. It's just, that is a baller alias. Oh, my gosh. Start thinking of yours, people. Oh, yeah. Okay, Jared Leto tried to get Todd Phillips' Joker shut down before it went into the... Into production, and this is from The Hollywood Reporter. You know why? He played the Joker in Suicide Squad. Why do we need a new Joker? Yeah. 
Everyone hated him. They hated working with him. They hated everything about him. And in the Hollywood Reporter story, apparently the agents and his management at CAA couldn't stand him. No one can stand Jared Leto. He got... He's deeply unpopular. Yeah, very. You haven't seen him in anything. Um, Remember, he was in character the entire time with the rats and the mice and everything when they were filming? He was so great in Dallas. Yes, he was. He was so nice on the red carpet. Maybe got the best of him. I mean, he took his... That was a garbage... He was a garbage joker in a garbage movie. He took himself as a date to the Met... You know, the Metropolitan Gala. Yeah. He had ahead of himself. I think the guy's got a big ego, and it it's obviously being crashed now. It's a very dishy piece in The Hollywood Reporter on Jared Leto about no his one moves liked him. behind the scenes to shut it down. And also, he left CAA for a rival, but no one at CAA was sad to see him go. No one likes him, Laurie. There's some really good dishy tea. I think Hollywood liked reading yeah. some of that uh, Jared Leto story. All right, we'll be back.